Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another stimulating conversation with Elaine and Diane. Oh, Hi, way to set it up. We got to like <laughs> stimulating. Holy cow. Pressure's oh, on. I think we do. We do have stimulating conversations. And this is a topic that we really jazz on that we've been talking about for quite a few years. <laughs> um, well, up we until teach, now, yeah, right? we teach, we teach perspective shifting as like a core concept in coaching, which is really kind of, if you can look at a situation differently, you can do, you can tackle a situation differently. And, and that's kind of the, the overarching thing. And there's one perspective shift that we really wanted to talk about today. And that is up until now. So well, what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what I think it means. And then I want to, I want to give you the history of it because it's kind of interesting. So the notion of up until now is as a parent of complex kids, whatever dynamic you're in, no matter how old your kids are, no matter what you're dealing with in your family dynamic, there's absolutely nothing you can do about anything that's happened up until now, right? Nothing is ever going to change the past. There is no time travel that's going to take you back and let you do it over again. You can woulda, coulda, shoulda all day long, and it's not going to change anything. But what's amazing is that you can do something about anything that happens from here forward. You may not be able to change necessarily the circumstances of what's happening, but you can change how you respond to what's happening. And that has this profound impact. So up until now, we can't change anything. From here forward, we have a lot of capacity to create the change that we want. So that's the concept of up until now. Yeah. And this just in, well, maybe not so much, but this is true with everything, right? So this isn't just about being parents of complex kids. This is life, right? And how much time do we spend? And I think some of us are designed to do this more than others, but like re- looking in the rear view mirror and, oh, I should have said this. And, oh, what if I'd said that? And mm-hmm. I can't believe I said this. And I mean, it's like, we're constantly looking in the rear view mirror and like wringing our hands or worrying about what we said and blah, blah, blah. Or we're up in the future thinking about the, you know, what might happen in the future and what if this, and what if that I don't know. I want to put a plug in for us to be like in the moment. Can Present. we like focus well, on that? I was, right I was at a, I was in a conference the other day and I was listening to this speaker and he was talking about this. He labeled it time travel. Yeah. And we spend all this time traveling to the past and traveling to the future. And, and that's not to replace visioning for the future because that's really important. But he really was taking an argument for being present to what's happening right now and really paying attention to what we're thinking and feeling and how we're being now in the present instead of traveling to a time that we don't have any influence over in that moment. 
And can I just tell you the history of where I yeah, came yeah, so yeah. this concept of up until now? I used to say for years, I said there are three words that will change your life and they're up until now. Or the three letters that will change your life are Y-E-T, yet, right? Any way you look at it. And this came when I first started coaching. So this is going back to like before 2010, like 2008 or nine. I was asked to speak at a, an autist, to an autism group. And I wrote this speech called Up Until Now. And I was talking a little bit about balance. And I had parents standing on one foot to see that balance is a you know, moving target. and But the whole notion of it that, that just stuck with me as a truth of what I had learned as a parent in those early years was that I couldn't change what I had done up until the time that I became aware of how to do it differently. Mm-hmm. And so beating myself up for how I handled things when my kid was five or eight, when my kid was now 12 and I understood so much better it wasn't fair to me and it wasn't fair to my kid for me to feel guilt or shame or or anything when I was doing the best I could. It just what I, I didn't know better. And when you know better, you do better. Right? Well, and I think that people have a hard time with that construct of everybody does the best that they can at the level of consciousness and the level of information that they have. And I believe that in the core of my heart. And even if that's hard for you, because now you know better, it's hard to kind of say, well, I should have known better back then the reality is you can't change that, right? It's, right. it's you cannot literally go back unless we have time travel, which I, I don't know. We're not doing watching right too now, much right? sci-fi lately, but we don't have any official time travel going on. The question is where does it serve? And I think that it causes so much pain and suffering for ourselves. We go back there, we're feeling guilty. We're feeling shame. I mean, shame and guilt in our population is so prevalent is huge. Well, right? you know, David, my, so my husband, David Taylor Klaus is a coach. And he, he often says that, that holding yourself accountable now for behavior in the past, based on information you have now that you didn't have then is tantamount to self-abuse. You know, and a lot of you have heard me talk about as, as an adult with ADD, how important it was when I first was diagnosed was to put the stick down because I had yeah. been beating myself over the head with this stick and this well-worn groove in my head for decades. And I had to learn to put the stick down and say, OK, up until now, that's what happened. Here's where I am now. And here's what I can do differently going forward. Well, and I was working with a couple recently. And the one partner was really in the past and was having a hard time letting go, but they did this, but they did that. And it was, you know, months ago, Mm -hmm. weeks ago, years ago. And it's like, but, 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 right. It's just sort of, and so when we feel injured, it's hard because we do want to go backwards and it doesn't help. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just keep saying that it's like this sort of, what is it serving you to go back? If you're going back with reflection and saying, how do I rinse and repeat? How do I do better? That's one thing. But most of us don't do that when we're back in the past. We're going, ah, I can't believe I did this or, oh, I can't, what, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Again, it's just sort of, we should all over ourselves. And then that leads to shame because here's where shame comes from. If you are upset by something and you can't do anything about it, that's where we become disempowered. And by going back and feeling bad about something, we're literally setting ourselves up for a situation where we cannot fix anything, cannot right. change it. It's that gap between, you know, what, what our expectations are versus what we can control. That's where we get all wobbly. And it's interesting that the, the inspiration for this conversation came from a, a couple I was working with today um, who have an 11-year-old 
and with ADHD and autism and some complex issues. And the dad was talking to her about, she had, you know, made some mistakes. She had, you know, cut her own hair or whatever it was. And, and the dad was talking to her and wanting to, what we call in our world, fail forward with her, but he wanted to do it in a way that didn't have her feeling shame. Yeah. And so he really said to her, you know, we're not going to forget the past because the past has happened. We're going to experience it. And what we can do is talk about it and think about it and learn from it so that we can make peace with it Mm. so that we can move forward in a new way and make different choices. And I loved that idea of making peace with the past to be able to move forward from a place of, of acceptance and consciousness. Well, and maybe that's where the whole, you know, if we knew better, we would do better thing comes in. It's like this, if you can get to the place where you believe, you know what, I did what I could and I, your intentions were amazing. Even if you didn't do the same thing that you would have done today, your intentions three years ago or whenever it was, was not to screw up your kid or to screw up the situation. That's not, you wanted to be a great parent. And at that time you did the best thing you thought you could do to be a great parent and you can, the question is, what do you do now to make peace with that? How do you convince yourself? So I'm laughing laughing because one of the, you know, previous uh, podcast I would point you to is, is we did one on parenting as damage control, right? right? Oh yeah. It's not whether you're going to mess up, it's how. So accept that you are and allow that to just be and make peace with it. And so that podcast might be a way to help you make peace. (laughs) Yeah. I was talking to somebody again this week about the, I think I said this in the other podcast. It's like, I've got a college budget for each of my kids. And I got a therapy budget for each of my kids. Exactly. I know for sure they're going to need something at some point. And that's normal, right? That's healthy. Yeah. That's that's when we know that we're helping them grow. Okay. So up until now is a powerful perspective. The other thing I want to mention is often when I teach up until now, when I think about it, the notion is what I want for the people in our community. What I want for those of you listening is to have what I like to call a bring it on attitude, right? Mm-hmm. I want you to know that you've got these skills in your back pocket and some of them in your front pocket and all over you, and you've got what it takes to to handle whatever's coming at you. And life is going to throw stuff at you. And you're going to be on this rapid roller coaster going rapidly from one situation to another with no lack of enthusiasm, right, or energy. And our job is to learn to kind of dance with what's coming without melting down or freaking out or or having a fit every time something changes or a wrench gets thrown into things, right? Because that's going to happen. Well, and I think that that goes back to kind of our relationship with mistakes and that sort of thing. I mean, it's like, I remember earlier in my life, I was one of those people that really had a hard time even admitting that anything was a mistake or that I'd done something wrong just because there was such shame and guilt and embarrassment attached to it. And I was joking with somebody this weekend, you know, you, you create a new phrase. So like my new phrase is, well, that didn't work the way I thought it would. And (laughs) my friend that I was with this weekend said, well, that looked much better in my head than it actually did when it happened. You know, it it looked really good on paper and it totally didn't end up the way I thought it would, but it's like that sort of that lightness of, oh my gosh, I tried that and it didn't work versus I can't believe I screwed that up. Well, Uh, so I'm just, I'm remembering back to when you and I first started working together and having conversations about mistakes, right? right. And you didn't like the concept that anything could be a mistake. Oh, well, that's a whole other side of it, right? right? But for me, it's like, as we learn to live with what it is that makes us human, which is 
to make mistakes and trial and error, that acceptance is so much a part of being human. Mm. And so part of this message, I think, the up until now is an acceptance of our humanness and what it was that got us here. And that doesn't mean that it was all beautiful and roses because it wasn't for anyone. And that's part of what creates an environment of resilience and a capacity to continue to change. Like I was talking to a mom recently, it was really, really hard because she, I don't want to go into all of the nuances, but really she'd had a pretty good charmed, beautiful life. And she's really struggling with, with adopted kid or step stepkids that she kind of married into who were super complex. And, and she really doesn't have the resilience to dance with it because she'd never been encountered any kind of complex issues before. And so here she is as an adult trying to figure out how to be with it. And it's, and so she's holding a lot of resentment. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard. Well, and we could do a whole other episode. Maybe we should do a whole other episode on resentment. Resentment. because That's a big thing. Let's write that down. But so what was coming up as you were saying that is just the idea when I think about shame and guilt and worry, right? Shame and guilt and worry are really heavy emotions. And a lot of times we go to shame, guilt and worry when we don't know what else to do. Right. It's a sort of I'm stuck. I need a good idea. I don't have a good idea. So I would much rather go back and be frustrated or beat myself up or whatever else and focus on the past because I know how to do that instead of going, okay, wait, what do I want to do now? Right. So we know better, but we don't know how to do better. And so I think that that's maybe it's just an indication when you notice yourself going to guilt or worry or shame to go, oh, wait, am I feeling stuck? Am I feeling like I'm not sure what to do? Or is there something else going on with me right now? But have that be your emotion is an indicator, right? It's just sort of, I notice I'm feeling shame instead of like falling into it to go, oh, wait, I'm feeling shame right now. How do I, how do I want to move forward from here? It's an indicator that something's not as it should be in my body or in my brain right now. Well, what I love about what you're saying is this notion that that we default into habits of action, but we also default into habits of thought, habits of thinking. And what we're talking about is that when we, because as you were saying it, I was thinking about how many parents spend all this time collecting information because they know how to do that. Right. We go to guilt and shame because we know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And until we have a new path forward, we're going to default to the habit. And so really, in some ways, what we're talking about is breaking the habit of beating ourselves up and blaming ourselves and and well, and again, it's a sort of over ourselves. Right. And, and how much of this is because we don't know how to fix the situation, right? It's a sort of, and, and we're dealing with parenting of complex kids. It's not about fixing the situation and yet we see a problem and we want to fix it. And so, yeah. and then we don't know how to fix it or it's out of our control because it's really our kids to do or our co-parents to do or whatever else. And then we're like, but I still don't know how to fix this, but I got to fix it. And it's this sort of, we're hungry for control. We're hungry to do something and we're afraid to get it wrong because we feel like mm-hmm. we got it wrong in the past. And then what we really need is experimentation and trial and error and creativity and we end up shutting down because we we don't know how to get to that because it's just too hard. So I so yes. So yes. <laughs> and as I'm hearing you, I'm remembering we've had so many people over the years, either parents or teachers, and often teachers, 
who after a few sessions of sanity school have come to us in tears and said, oh my God, I didn't know. Mm, yeah. Oh my God, I didn't, teachers especially, oh my God, what I said to those parents, I didn't understand. Or parents saying what I said to my kids, I didn't know. And really like the feeling, the emotion, it's not just shame, it's remorse, mm, right? Yeah. It's like, I can't do that over. And I, and I, oh my God, right? So Diane, what do we want to say to the parents who are on the, the good news is, are sort of finding a new path forward and realizing that there's a different way to be in relationship with our kids hmm. around their complex issues and to step out of these power controls. But, but how do we handle the looking back and saying, oh, what did I, I can't, and I look back, I got to tell you. And I think about some of the conversations we had and some of the things that I did, and I feel terrible about some of them. Mm-hmm. So so there's a couple of pieces because you use that word remorse. And so part of it is about grace mm-hmm. and about being gentle with yourself. Which is what our dad said to his daughter, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of it might be recovering well, right? It's mm-hmm. just sort of if you still have a relationship with a person kind of going back and saying, you know what? I realize that, you know, what happened five years ago, three years ago, last year might have been painful for you. And I want to just tell you how I you know, I thought I was doing the best I could. And it turned out that it didn't end up the way that I hoped it would. I think the and and I honestly, I think that we can do that. I believe we can do that, even if we don't actually talk to those people. I mean, I, I, you know, it's that sort of, can you go back and say, wow, in my head, I'm going to just send that message up out into the universe and say, I am sorry that it ended up the grace. way that it did. And I'm going to give myself some grace and I'm going to, mm-hmm you know, commit to that, that whole sort of, if you know better, you do better, right? It's just sort of, if you find that place and say, you know what, I'm committed to doing better where I can. Mm-hmm. We did an episode on parenting young adults. And I was, I think it's kind of connected to that other episode on, on um, parenting as damage control, control which, right. which I talked about you know, I had this experience with my adult kids, my young adult kids, where I kind of had this conversation where one of my kids said to me, you know, just because your intentions were good, it still caused, it still hurt. Yeah. And it was a really powerful opportunity for me to say, yeah, I get it did. And I'm really sorry. And to truly authentically with compassion, apologize for my role in it without making excuses, but also without beating myself up because there is nothing I can do to change that. And I've done, actually, I've done a ton to change that. If you think about it, like, look at where I am now versus where I was then. And, And that's what I said to this one kid. It's like, yes, your younger siblings had a different parent than you had, but, but that parent that they got is also still your parent now. Right. And so we get to keep moving forward with this. And it was really healthy for them to hear me say, I'm sorry. And it was really healthy for me to be able to say, I am sorry. And I did the best I could. And I know it wasn't always good enough. And here I am still, still working at it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, we're doing the work y'all. If you're listening to this podcast, you're doing the work, you're here doing the work. And we can't ask any more of any of us than to get in here and, and kind of roll up our sleeves and, do our own work in this process of parenting. Well, and maybe your own work is apologizing to yourself, 
right? Oh, and saying, there you, you know, whoa, I'm sorry. I totally judged you. <laughs> I totally beat you up. I totally, you know, it's just sort of, that yeah. could be a great way to practice this. Even if you don't go back and say anything to other Anyone people in else. your life, right? Yep. Or your kids or whatever else, right? But to even be willing to go back and say, hey, self, I got your back, right? It's yeah. not going to help me. It's not helping either of us for me to sit and beat you up for something that happened three years ago. Right. Or 13 years ago. 30, 30 yeah, years exactly. Ago, or 30 like, years ago. Like here, we, here's where we are now. And this is, this is what I love about coaching. And this is why I landed as a coach and not a therapist. Mm. Is what I love about coaching is that the bottom line, the essence of it, the question is, here's where we are now. Where do we want to go forward? We can learn from the past, but we're not going to dwell there because here's where we are. Mm-hmm. And that's really at the end of the day, what up until now is about is here's where we are. Where do we want to go from here? Up until now. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for for doing your work, for having the hard conversations with yourselves and with others. It makes a difference, right? Take care, y'all. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.